Hello and welcome to another episode of Sporting for His Glory. This is just a bonus episode really, which has actually come out of my conversation with Abigail. And I remember her encouraging you guys, the listeners, to remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Whether you're an athlete or not, whatever you do, it's just an important truth to remember that God's joy really strengthens us. The joy of knowing who you are as a child of God, knowing that you're loved, you're so loved, more than you could ever even imagine. God loves us so much that he gave us his only son so that we could be forgiven for our sins, so that we could have eternal life in him, so that we could be reconciled with God and then be called children of God. That's how much he loves you, that he's made you his, his child. It was Jesus Christ's death and resurrection that made this possible. He died for you. He died for us. He literally gave his whole life for us so that we could know him, so that we could be reconciled with him. He loved us so much that he did that. And he continues to love us with this enduring, steadfast love. You're so, so loved. And I have to remind myself of that, that no matter what's going on in my life, whether training is going really well or not, I'm so loved. So please, if you're listening to this, deep it. You have to deep it even more than you've ever deeped it. Like, you know, God loves you. Yeah. But he really loves you so much. So, so much. And even when I think about joy, you know, that's our joy. Our joy is in Jesus. Our joy is in knowing who we are. And it's just so amazing. I'm going to actually read a scripture that really blew my mind lately, like seriously blew my mind. So really deep it, deep the love of God for a minute. Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy, that is consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven and blameless in his sight, in love. So we have been actually selected as his own, as God's own, as the Father's own in Christ. We have been selected, we have been chosen, fab, lovely, before the foundations of the world. We have been chosen before the foundations of the world. That's how much he loves us before the foundations of the world. We have been selected. And even that word, so this is in the AMP, the Amplified Version. But it, the fact that it says actually selected us for himself as his own. And even in the sporting context, when we're chasing selections, we want to be chosen. You know, it's difficult. Like we're chasing, I don't know, funding, sponsorship, it might be. Oh, just that place on the team, that opportunity, whatever it might look like. Or in general in life, when we are seeking something and we want to be chosen for something, this verse tells us that God chose us in Christ. The Father chose us in Christ. We are chosen 
in Christ, actually selected for himself as his own. You are chosen. Before the foundations of the world, God chose you. He has chosen us before the foundations of the world. Like I kind of am repeating myself, but really deep it, that is how loved you are. Crazy stuff. You know, but God really is our joy. That's the joy that we have. You know, that our identity can be so fixed on that truth that we are chosen, that we are so loved, so loved by God. And Psalm 16 verse 11 says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. There's fullness of joy in the presence of God. All the pleasures that we desire can be fulfilled in the presence of God. And it makes me think about when I went to the Tokyo Paralympic Games, you know, being really honest, I did not want to be there. Like I was so low in myself when I went to Tokyo. And I just thought, what is the point? I just did not have the motivation to be there. I was in not, I really wasn't in a great state of mind at all. And it probably didn't help that I felt led to read Ecclesiastes. So while I was there, I was just thinking, everything's meaningless. Me being here is meaningless, (laughs) which is funny. I mean, I was in a good place in my relationship with God, but it was weird. I just felt like everything was meaningless. I was like, what is the actual point of me doing what I do? It doesn't mean anything. And it wasn't necessarily the right frame of mind, but that's just where I was. And thank God, somehow it all ended up being okay. But I just really didn't want to be there. But I knew that my joy was in God. Like I knew that, right, none of this really matters. Like my joy is in God. Like God is my ultimate joy, my ultimate everything, my pleasure, my hope, my everything. And honestly, like God is our joy. You know, I do pray that we all just get to that point. And I'm still obviously working on it to realize that God can actually satisfy everything. He's my joy in everything. I don't need anything else but him. In Psalm 43, verse 4 says, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. With the lyre, I will praise you, O God, my God. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why are you restless and disturbed within me? Hoping God and wait expectantly for him, I shall again praise him. This is a verse that really encouraged me during those just low times and, and difficult times of mind to know that God is my exceeding joy, but to know that I may be downcast right now. Maybe there's some of you who are listening, who are feeling in despair, feeling restless, disturbed within. And then there's that hope that it says, hope in God and wait expectantly for him, for I shall again praise him. Because God is our joy. And in certain moments, we don't necessarily feel joy, but we can hope and wait and know that we will yet again praise with joy. Even when we're not feeling it like right now, we will, like we will have our moment again when we praise him. So I, I hope that that really encourages you, you know, as well. And sporting for his glory has really been birthed out of this sense within me. And I know it's a sense within many people that like there's nothing in this world that can satisfy with the joy of the Lord and nothing in this world that can satisfy with his presence that meets all our needs. And when I think about this podcast, there's a really great song that comes to mind by an artist called Theopolis Sunday, and he's a Nigerian gospel worship singer. And he's got a really 
amazing song called No Glory in This World. And the lyrics really resonate. So he says, no glory in this world, no greatness here for me. No glory in this world, no greatness here for me. I won't trade you for gold. Your presence is my world. My goal is to see your face and hear you say, well done. And there's also another part of the song where it changes slightly. And he also says, no glory in this world, no greatness here for me. No glory in this world. My great reward is you. And it's just really, really powerful. You know, because in sport, for example, we may we may be pursuing glory, the glory that comes from man, the glory that comes from being the best, which is fine. You know, we, as we've already discussed on this podcast quite a lot, it's okay to be competitive. It's all right to win. You know, that's fine as long as it doesn't get excessive um, and unhealthy. But really, God's glory is greater than ours. And it's about doing everything for his glory and also recognizing that the glory that we will once have in him um, and with him surpasses the glory of this world anyway. And it's just recognizing who we are again, recognizing our true identity. But I really love the part of the song where he says, I won't trade you for gold. You know, obviously he probably means gold as an actual gold. But like when I heard I won't trade you for gold, like the first thing I'm thinking about is like gold medals. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I won't trade you for gold medals. Your presence is my world. I think he says world. I think. Emphasis on think. But either way, it's fitting, right? Your presence is my world. And it's true. Like the presence of God is our world, you know, more than anything, more than anything that this world of sport can give me. God's presence is my world. The pleasure and joy of being with him, the pleasure and joy of prayer and worship and reading the word is so much greater than this world. And nothing compares to that. Nothing compares to that. And that's why when I got back from Tokyo, I wrote a post that I'd literally um, written like during the championships. I was like, you know, this thing doesn't satisfy, basically. This thing does not satisfy. Sport does not satisfy. It's great. Sport is a good thing, but it does not satisfy. It cannot satisfy. It will never be the same as time of Jesus. It will never, ever, ever beat that. Winning will never beat that. You know, I was so blessed to break a world record, but that will never compare to his presence. You know, and I'm blessed. I feel like in many ways, God has allowed me to have these experiences so that I realized it really isn't that great. You know, not to, it's not to undermine anything, but really it isn't. It is not. God is so much greater. The presence of God is so much greater, you know. Um, and that's why sporting for his glory is all about realizing that it has to be for his glory because my glory does not satisfy me. You know, it really doesn't. His glory is so much better. His presence is so much better. So I really hope that that makes sense. May we know that joy. May we know what it means to just be with him and enjoy being with him. May we know how loved we are. May we know that his glory is greater than anything. Being with him is so much greater than anything. There's nothing in this world that's greater. There's nothing that anyone in this world can give us that surpasses 
his exceeding joy, his presence, knowing him. So that's it. I would call this a heart spiel because that's what it is. It's a heart spiel. It's a heart waffle, but I really hope that it was useful. I hope it was encouraging. I hope you didn't get lost in my mm, whatever that was. But I would really love to pray for you before we go. Um, you know, because I really appreciate your support, those who listen. I really, really appreciate it. It's kind of small, got a small listen, you know, small listening community, which is still fine. But yeah, so let's pray. Lord, Father, thank you that you have chosen us. You have selected us as your own, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your acceptance, your acknowledgement, your approval of us means so much more than the approval of man and the approval of the world, Lord. Thank you that your glory surpasses the glory of this world, God. Help us to realize that more and more and more, that there's nothing in this world that is greater than you. There's nothing in this world that can satisfy us more than you. Anything that we need can be satisfied in you. If we're seeking pleasure in other places except you, Lord, help us to turn away from that and realize that eternal pleasures are at your right hand. Lord, I pray for those listening. I pray that they will grasp your love in a new way, in Jesus' name. I pray that they'll know your joy in a new way, Lord. I pray that you would fill them with your joy, even right now, in Jesus' name. I pray that they'll be so aware of your joy bubbling up within them, Lord, the joy of knowing that they're chosen and selected, the joy of knowing that they're called, the joy of knowing that they're loved so much, so, so much that you even died for them, God. You even died for them, Lord Jesus, so that they could know you, so that they could be reconciled with God, so that they could know you, Father, so that they could be filled with your spirit and be unified, you know, become one with you, experience that union with you lord in being your child so that i just pray that that truth will resonate so much more deeply god that they won't just read in the bible that they're called and just allow it to go in one ear and come out the other but that they'd really 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 know what it means to be called lord that in whatever they do, they will do it for your glory, knowing that your glory surpasses anything. That whatever they do, they'll do it to make you pleased, knowing that the pleasure that's in you is greater than anything else, Lord. That they will be bold for you, not afraid of what people think because they're making you happy, because you're pleased with them. Lord, I pray that they'll be so aware of your presence, God, with them, even when they don't necessarily feel it as such, but they know, they know that you're with them. They know that you live in them, Lord, and that makes them aware of you just the knowledge of knowing that you're with them, Lord, and then that may expand and transcend into something else. Thank you for your great love for us. Oh God, may we not trade you for gold. May we not trade you for success. May we not trade you for anything. May we cherish and value our relationship with you above anything else, Lord, and may any idols in our lives come down. If sport is an idol, Lord, reveal that to us. Make it as clear as day, God, to us. And may that idol fall, Lord, from those who are aware that sport has become an idol, Lord. May that fall. May any idol fall. May any dream that's become an idol, may that fall, Lord. May they realise that you are all they need. And as they fix their eyes on you, everything else will fall into place. 
in the sense that they'll be living according to your will for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Fabulous. So that is it of this bonus episode. I will see you later on the next one. Bye.